Sunday poor. We are back Thursday night. Uh, I got a bone to pick right out of the gate. Uh, not with you specifically, my co-host. Ant, how are you? How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. Um, Islanders just put up a touchdown on the Bruins, so. Extra point it. was good, or? Extra point was good, yeah, nailed it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, should I be, I mean, you actually went on your way to say you don't have a bone to pick with me. Should I be concerned that I get some shrapnel here? I don't think you're going to take any ricochet shots. Okay. That has nothing to do with you specifically. I don't know. I mean, you might, but. <laughs> okay. It was something that came to my attention yesterday. It was one more kick in the dick from February. Okay. All right. Do you have HBO Max? Yes. Okay. I have HBO Max, too. I have HBO through cable, so. You know, I have HBO Max, obviously, everything's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just came to my attention yesterday yeah. that HBO got rid of all of their adult programming. What do you mean? Like, no more real sex. Oh. No more taxicab confessions. I mean, when was the last time any of those were made? Exactly, though, but it's a nice little nostalgia act. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're mad that they're not available to, like, to watch the oldies but goodies there right apparently three years ago they ditched them and i just came to my attention i didn't realize it was it was like some was it like a decision or they stopped making them because i mean shows get canceled it was something with partnering with at&t they had to scrap it and at&t has a problem i mean at&t has no problem fucking everybody else with their service and their uh prices I don't, I don't understand. Thursday night at 11 o'clock, it used to be tradition. I mean, that's like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Yeah, but still, I, I can't, can't go rem- back and watch an old Taxi Captain Fashion yeah, and old, an old Atlantic City uh, hookers show. Those were the best. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind watching. They got to be available somewhere, Taxi Captain Fashions. Those were, those were classic. Those were great. Yeah, right. And that was the least crude of the shows, and it may have been the best. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you get some drunk freaks in the back messing around. It, was, it just bothers me. It's like now, you know, is it just because – I figured it was just because stuff like that doesn't sell anymore with the internet, you know? That's interesting. That was interesting, though. Like, it was – you don't get to see that. That's like slice of life, people that are just drunk signing off, letting themselves be, you know, aired on TV, whatever shit they're getting into that night. And they would have to sign the waiver too, which was even scarier that they, some of the stuff that they allowed yeah. themselves to actually be seen on TV saying. But I mean, who knows if they even remembered half of the shit they were doing. True. You get those drunk waiver signs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's that stuff you can't get on the internet. I mean, now everything on the internet is like performance art. Everybody wants to be recognized for some shit on the internet. So that's, that's people who are unsuspecting getting filmed. Mm-hmm. And then be like, yeah, sure, whatever, that's fine. You know, they had the option to destroy the tapes, whatever. Um, but they would just say they sign off on it. Willfully signed it away. Yeah, yeah. Their rights. Well, they, yeah. they, so no not, more no more HBO Thursday nights, which I, I realized for a while, but I figured they'd at least keep the stuff on demand. Uh yeah, is like Tales from the Crypt available? I don't think so. That's not like uh there's nothing wrong with Tales from the Crypt. That wasn't like Tales a- from the Crypt. We're gonna find out right now. 
Oh, it looks like Tales from the Crypt. Oh, wait, I don't know. This is movies. Just a movie, Tales of the Crypt. No, uh, no TV show. With HBO, it was it had all those oddball ones, and then it was like Oz came around, and that kind of that was the beginning of its. I mean, it had the Larry Sanders show, which I guess might have really been the beginning of it, because Larry Sanders, you could probably draw a direct line to Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was Oz. Like Oz showed up, and that was the beginning of like prestige television. Then Oz became The Wire and Sopranos. Yeah, Oz was even before Sopranos. Yeah, yep. And John in Cincinnati. John from Cincinnati. I never got around to that one. I don't even know if I watched three minutes of it. John from Cincinnati. <laughs> we're, we're gonna find out. Will you, John from will, you, will you feel better if John from Cincinnati is not on HBO Max? It is on HBO Max. Oh no. Oh wait, maybe it's not. Oh, episodes. Yeah, it's just one season. That's why I didn't think it was. <laughs> That's Rebecca one they should, De Mornay. All right. That's one they should just forget. <laughs> uh, yeah, but what's HBO doing, man? Pussification of America. You got to have a little bit of. Some, I, geez. And it, I mean, part of, you might be right. Part of it might be just their, people's appetite is kind of fulfilled. Yeah, you used to have to wait around for an entire week, week just for yeah. an hour of television on Thursday nights. And now it's just the amount of filth that's just at your disposal on the iPhone is endless. <laughs> on your phone? You but can't... still, it's a nice little – if, you like, if you're 18 years old, no 18-year-old is going to want to watch any of the old HBO programming, real sex, none of that. But yeah, if you're who, 38, who has, who has if you're 48, it's like kind of going in a time machine and seeing, you know, when you were a kid – you went to school, you got one education, and then Thursday night at 11 o'clock, you got your second education. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would be, I'd be down to order like a box set of Taxi Cab Confessions. Yeah, I wouldn't mind binging an old Taxi Cab Confessions. I mean, the, the, the amount of work that we had to go through before the internet, and even when the internet first started, just to like uh, satisfy that, <laughs> that urge. I mean, just yeah. going to those uh, scrambled channels. Oh, yeah. You, uh, I remember my, my buddy, first time I saw a porno, my buddy stole a VHS from his parents' bedroom. Oh, that's gross. It's like third grade. Uh, I mean, that's gross. Well, when you're in third grade, you're not thinking like, oh, you're not thinking like, yeah, yeah this is well, what they watch when they're probably getting down. And think, you're not thinking like that. It's just like, oh, boobs. Th thinking about it now. I can't imagine having to go. I'm, I'm not saying like pick it out. Or I'm not, I must say I can't I, I can't imagine going to the store and having to, to decide like on one one porn yeah yeah like that's that's it's, that's completely foreign to me and you got to judge it by its cover too <laughs> literally yeah oh I'm sure there's a little blurb on the back well yeah I mean they're all the same though, all those descriptions <laughs> Showtime actually still has I think Cinemax may have gotten rid of theirs too but Showtime still has some uh, soft core. I was doing some research. There, I mean, there used to be, I mean, there was always like, uh, there's a manual from space, which is a classic. That's a softcore porn? Yeah, and that was like a series. Like it was a bunch of, oh, not a series, but like, uh, <laughs> like more than a trilogy. It was, 
it was like James Bond, yeah, basically for subcore porn. And she was a um I think Emmanuel was an alien and she like came down to Earth to explore sex on Earth. And that's all she did was just go around and bang random dudes and she was like a hippie couple alien. Couple chicks. Basically, yeah, she was feminist alien. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Uh yeah. I can't remember her name though. She was, was it Emmanuel? No, the name of the actress. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, her name was Emmanuel. Yeah, but there this was always is from, a, and this is what what channel was this on? I would I would guess Cinemax or Showtime. I don't remember. Yeah, Cinemax was the king yeah. of the soft core, and then I don't yeah. know, it kind of branched out a little bit. Showtime apparently has the throne right now. I checked a couple of them out; they're truly awful. It would always be. I mean, I could like talk about like the script you can write. It would be some absurd setup where there was four dudes and four chicks in some random house, and then it would just be somehow setting two of them up, like pairing them off two by two, yeah. somehow. And there'd be like this little blurb of a story, which is just atrocious. And you're like, "Yeah, I'm not tuning in to see these idiots talk. These people cannot act. They can yeah. barely they can barely fake having sex. I don't want to see them fake a conversation." I ch- I checked a couple of them out. The acting is tremendously bad like it's like you couldn't even it's almost like they're trying to be terrible that it's almost it's impressive yeah they're not they're not trying though they're just that i know but it's (laughs) it's incredible how bad the acting is i was fascinated by yeah yeah, then just so desensitized from the internet now that it's just it doesn't do anything for you Oh it's, yeah, no, it was, and I didn't see. I mean, you you just all you saw was boobs. Like you didn't see anything else. It was just like right. Maybe it's like a hint of bush, and that was it. <laughs> the hint. Yeah. The camera guy just you know it's, he let the camera. His shoulder got tired. <laughs> Fell like a half yeah. an inch. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, yeah. that was man. Was I'm tough so, times back then, you know, when you're a kid. It sounds like you had a rough week finding out that tax cap confessions has been canceled for a decade <laughs> well i knew it was can- they should bring that back they really should uber confessions uber confessions yeah i think i think taxi cab confessions actually would still work because you get I mean, you still get freaks out in new york city out at three in the morning do you think sometimes people- the cabbies were the were the most entertaining part like the cabbies know how to mix oh, it up keep them going people. yeah 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 do you think people are I guess maybe at two o'clock in the morning, who knows? But do you think people are more like skeptical of shit like that now? Like more aware of their actions like in public because there are so many, like everybody's got a phone. Everybody, I know there's people, there's always a video coming out with somebody being an asshole. So I, it's not like this shit doesn't happen. But do you think that in general, more people are kind of wary um, that maybe they'll be on tape if they say something stupid, like they'll be more guarded? normally 99% of the time I would say yes, but inside a cab, it's very like tight quarters and intimate that like the cabbie's driving. So, you know, he's not taping you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, uh, you're just letting it fly for like 15, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? For a ride. I think, I think it could work. Um, I, I don't think you're ever going to bring back the charm that the original had, but it's, it's a show that could work. If you're actually taking a yellow cab, who's taking a yellow cab these days? It'd have to be people Everybody's in doing big cities. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. But I'm saying, like, even in big cities, like, Uber's king, right? Yeah. So I wonder, yeah, like, do, taking... do people 
choose to take the cabs over Uber? How about older people who just aren't as tech savvy? Right. They don't want the iPhones. That's that's one group for sure that doesn't want to have the app, doesn't want to do the app. Rich businessmen who just money's not an option. So they just, they carry a lot of cash. They take the cab. It's not even being rich. It's just, you're right. Carrying the cash. There you go. Yeah, exactly. That's really what it is. You got to put, some people are wary about putting their uh, card information on the phone. So they'd rather just take a cab. Yeah. I like cabs. Like Uber is very convenient, but I do like having those old yellow cabs. Yeah. You kind of whistle them down. Um, There's always, uh, there's always a challenge. Yeah. And my, my, uh, I know someone that drives an Uber of, uh, my wife's, friend brother mm-hmm. six degrees of kevin bacon over here uh <laughs> he, he drives it like that's his job and okay. he works up near the casino and he said like he t- talked he's told me a million stories about like drunk people picking up at bars yeah. so i think yes people do have their guard up more but once it's that time of night yeah. and everyone's yeah. drinking yeah. i think you could get some good material it might be a little harder to get people to sign a release nowadays though because uh, someone's got a job interview yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. People yeah. don't want to be seen maybe making an ass out of themselves. Yeah, nobody wants to go nobody wants to go viral for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what it is. It's not so much doing it's it's not so much doing it, it's the aftermath of it. Getting the release, yeah. Right. Getting, getting, the, the getting the getting the attention. Right. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if an employer ever saw a tax cap confession. <laughs> it was like, oh shit. That's uh, you know, Tom yeah, from accounting. Yeah, it's Mark from HR. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know. Tom from accounting and Mark from HR, and their wives aren't there. I'm like, huh? Oh, those guys. <laughs> yeah. well, what is going on? Yeah. Back in Brooklyn. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. All right. All right. It's not bad. You should talk to your, if you can get in touch with your wife's sister's friend. Is that what it is? Wife's friend's brother. Brother, okay. If you can get in touch with that person, you should see if uh, you should set up a camera and get some. You could figure out how to, you know, you work in a law office, you could figure out how to write some kind of bullshit release form. Yeah, and we'll start. We'll just make the show. Uh, we'll make the show ourselves from scratch. Yeah. yeah. Why not? What would it be called? The Uber. I don't think you can go Uber confessions. Uber confessions have a ring to it. It's well, just only because it has a callback to tax cap confessions. Only reason why you would consider. Oh, it. so you could bring in some of the old fans and bring back. Yeah, yeah. Or you could. It's Uber. <laughs> um, Uber <sorry>. sensitive. <laughs> Uber sensitive material. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Late, it's late. a jumping off point. Yeah, we're yeah, work in progress. Working on it. Mohegan Mohegan stories. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll give him a call. Let's give him a call. <laughs> I think he moved to Florida though. Okay, well, Palm Beach stories. Yeah. You ever see Dirty Dancing? No, I mean I know it, but no, I've never seen it. It's one of my wife's favorite movies. A couple of times I've been in the room mm-hmm. and she's watching it. Fucking dark. It's kind of a dark story. Are you familiar at all with the? 
Isn't Patrick Swayze like 30 years older than uh, Jennifer Grey? He's up there, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about in terms of, in terms of the actual storyline, but he's definitely older than Jennifer Grey. Okay. Is she a, yeah, I don't know. What's the, what's the, <laughs> give me the quick rundown of why this is dark. So the reason that Jennifer Grey hooks up with him and has to, uh, ends up being dance partners with him mm-hmm. is because his original partner gets knocked up by like this sleazeball that works at like the camp or uh, country club, wherever it's somewhere in the Catskills, one of those, oh. one of those jobs. Yeah. Okay. Knocks up his dancing partner. And the only night she can have her abortion is the night that they're supposed to dance. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, I thought this was a chick flick. This is like way too dark to, it's, it's just way too, it's way too loaded to be a chick flick. It's, pro- like. it's probably uh, some solid lessons in there, no? Yeah, but then like she, she has like kind of a back alley sort of job and like she has bad effects to it and shit. And like Jennifer Grey has to go get her father to take care of the girl. Wait, I, okay, so, all right. So I was in the impression like that was just got them together and like she was gone. She sticks around and they talk about the, the abortion stuff afterwards. Oh, it's like a main plot point. Oh like, I still, I don't think I've ever seen the entire movie all the way through, but I'm piecing together the parts I have seen. So her what? father's played by Jerry Orbach, by the way. You know him, Law and Order. Oh yeah, he donated yeah. his eyes to science. Yeah, it's a big, <laughs> a big thing on the New York subway system that Jerry Orbach donated his eyes. All right, nice, Jerry Wait, Orbach. I like he, Jerry Orbach. He's dead, right? Uh, I think so. Right, then I have the right. He guy. was old. He was kind of old during this movie, eighty-seven. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I think he's dead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him that don't. I know he's the Law and Order guy. I just don't know if, if I'm confusing with one other guy or not. Yeah, he died in 2004. It's been going a while. Okay, so in the know, Bronx. When I was riding the subway, often his picture was up there as donating his eyes to science. Good for he him. Gave the gift of sight to somebody else. <laughs> Jerry Orbach. So crushing even in death. So the uh, yeah, he, <laughs> guy's a winner all the way through. Yeah. Uh, so the big scene that everybody knows that movie is when she runs at him and he picks her up, right? I guess the big one. I don't think I ever saw that part of the movie, but I know it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you know, I can't even like put time it in, of my life. Yeah. Can't even put it in context. What's no? Go ahead. I could maybe I may uh, be able to answer. I was going to say what was going on, like what led up to that, and like how big of a moment is that within the movie, or is it just a famous part of the movie? Well, it's big because she doesn't really have much of a dancing background, but he's that's his thing, Johnny Castle. Is he tough on her? He's really difficult to work with? Uh, he's very encouraging, but he is he does demand a lot. Well, yeah, it's uh you have to, right? It's like, it's like Parcells. Like Parcells Knight. guys hated him, you know, until he started to win. <laughs> yeah. She Bobby hated him until she started to, you know, land those triple axles. <laughs> <laughs> no, was- but- and was Jerry Orbeck against the whole thing or something? Well, he's against it. I think he's against it a little bit, maybe because he's a little bit older and his daughter is, I don't know, 18, maybe tops. But okay. the real reason he doesn't like Johnny Castle is because he thinks that he's responsible for the knocked up chick. 
Ah, I got you. So he thinks he's going to do the same thing. Because when, when he shows – right, exactly. Because he shows up to take care of this girl when she's had the reaction to her back alley. Mm-hmm. He says, who's responsible for this girl? And Swayze played, you know, Johnny Castle, yeah. says me because it's his dance partner, but it's not really – my question to my wife was, why are they covering for this sleazeball waiter, this, like, Ivy League douchebag who's, like, off, you know, screwing all the, uh, you know, girls – like, I don't understand why they're covering for this guy. Why is Swayze taking the fall? Maybe he's protecting the girl. That's probably what he's doing there. Yeah, and I think it's also like a, uh, a, uh, like a kind of a class war thing. Yeah. Swayze's yeah. character is like, I don't know. What, I don't even know what he is. He's a dance something instructor, you know. And like, and the Catskills, like the guy who runs the Catskills is kind of a douche. And like, I think he, there's a scene where he, like, he encourages, like, the waiters there who are all, like, Ivy League students there working for the summer to hit on, all, you know, hit on all the girls. It, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little, I think, I think it's a little too uh, dark to be a chick flick. Once you start bringing back okay, alley abortions into it, it's a little much. Uh, you're giving them not good enough credit, man. I mean, they're, they're tough. You could be a you chick think? flick, it'd be tough, yeah. But, I mean, Pretty Woman is about a hooker. And uh, I never, I don't think I ever saw that one. I could saw be, the opening it, scene, maybe. Probably, probably could be a little darker, but like the Costanza, Costanza's character plays a complete asshole. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think he attempts to rape her. Really? Yeah. And then uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's not like, I mean, it's a story about a hooker. It's not, it's not completely true to life. I wish it was a little more true to life. Which no, I've maybe, never seen a hooker look like Julia Roberts. No, or or a guy buying a hooker looks like Richard Gere, for that matter. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like you don't have any, you don't have a friend. I can just like, come on, man. Um, yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, Richard Gere buying a. Well, wait a second. Hang on a second. We just talked yeah. about Hugh Grant last week, so we never know. That's true. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you get bored with Elizabeth Hurley. That didn't make no sense. But okay, <laughs> All right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Some of these movies, like these chick flicks that you know women are drawn to, it's like, what are they? I like it. Give it some. Give it some edge. It should have some edge. I think it makes it more attractive for like a guy to watch if it's got a little. If it's not so soft. Mm-hmm. If it's not like uh, uh, I don't know, one of those McConaughey ones. The that... Notebook. Oh, see, I prefer the McConaughey chick flick. Which uh, which one though? How to lose a guy in ten days. That's Kate him. Hudson. That's him. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. I think I always saw one with him. I was always in on McConaughey from the start. People want people jumped off the McConaughey ship. I always owned stock in them. I always saw the one uh, Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. And it, I got to draw like, the line somewhere. But his no, but his dad was. Uh, his, his dad was was dead, but it was played by fuck. Not talking about the one with Terry Bradshaw. I think it was Michael Douglas played his dad. Oh, okay. And he was like womanizer his entire life, and he'd come back, and he'd always be like dressed in the nines at a at, a, at the bar drinking like a scotch or a martini <laughs> or something, and like giving his kid advice. Gotcha. Okay, the, that's that. That rings a bell. And the last scene was Elvis. Was an Elvis song. So it's a play on uh, Christmas Carol or whatever. Is that Christmas Carol? The ghost? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could probably. Yeah. Something like that. 
Um, he had the one yeah. with Sarah Jessica Parker. Failure yeah, to he launch. Was, he was in a bunch. Well, you know, you know the story behind how he got out of that, right? Uh, yeah, he just told it recently, like, because he was doing his book tour. Yeah. Yeah. He just yeah. finally had to stop taking work. They, they, they were offering him millions to do, come back and do a chick flick. He was just like, nope. So he turned down big money. And then finally he got, uh, was it true? It maybe even been a role before True Detective, but True Detective is kind of what brought him back to the scene and got him in good graces with, you know, the dudes. I, I got I to gotta find it, but uh, he got his start on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, it's on YouTube, I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, I mean, now I have all the, all the episodes at my fingertips. I got to find out where it is. Oh, you have all the Robert Stack ones? Uh, on Amazon, yeah. They're all there. Oh, they're on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I got to go through that. But, yeah, that's the really early one. Late yeah. 80s. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> I think it was like a boyfriend who got shot or stabbed or something. And I guess, a bit of an actor for Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody's no, there was some bad acting on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> nobody's too good. <laughs> Everybody's, nobody's too good for Unsolved Mysteries, all right? He's lucky to have been on Unsolved Mysteries. They still play the Robert Sack ones on any? Or is it just on Amazon? I think it's just Amazon. Amazon. Oh, yeah, because they own the rights. For a while, Lifetime had the, um, the Dennis Farina episodes. Oh, I don't even remember those. Yeah, that was after Stack, obviously, after he died. Yeah, Frida was good. Frida was good, but not, you know, it's not Stack. Did he walk through, like, the smoke, like Stack did? Um, he did. It was, like, dark and stuff. I don't remember the smoke, though, to be, to be honest with you. But he, I, I, I put it on, like, a couple nights ago again, and he's just, he's just so, he's just so fucking good. Stack I can't, you're talking I, about. Yeah, I just, I yeah. can't. It's unparalleled. He he talks for two seconds and he just nails his line time and yeah. again. And sometimes, like the script is absurd, but he's just oh, he's just phenomenal. He's I can't I cannot emphasize it enough. He's so fucking good. Great at what he does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else did Stack did Robert Stack do? He was an airplane, right? Yeah, and he's great in airplane too. Yeah, I and mean, he was in a bunch of movies. I don't know any of them, but he was in a bunch of them. He was the cop in Beavis and Butthead to America. Yep, yep. Those are the only two things I could think of, though. No, he. I mean, he was. He's like a Hollywood guy, as far as I know. Yeah, national treasure. I bet. I bet he was in like a John Wayne movie or something like that. I'm sure he was in something. He's probably in a lot of shit. Just like uh, he's a iconic, iconic face. Yeah, he went you know back. I mean? His first role was in 1939. Wow. Goes back, man. He's got, he's got a, a while ago. Yeah. 2003, he died. Yeah, he's in. I, I, I can't go through all these and kind of. He started in the Untouchables TV series. Yeah, yeah. Won an Emmy for it. Of course he did. Guys is great at what he does. There you go. That was using basketball. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was. They played himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Just a uh, 
Uh, yeah, absolute treasure. Yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. Robert Stack. Did you do you remember? Do you did you um, R.I.P. Patrick Swayze? Did you ever yeah. see Swayze's yeah, Dennis Farina? <laughs> Dennis Farina. Did you ever see Swayze's last show? Like his last TV show? It was a TV show. Yeah. Yep. Let me see if I can find the name of it. Uh, what was his last movie? Uh, okay, well, his last movie is a movie called Powder Blue. But I don't know anything about it. But a TV show he was on... Was he had called, a good run, Swayze. ...was called The Beast. And he played a cop that was terminally ill while he was actually terminally ill. Wow. That's... To- total badass move, man. Total badass move. That's art imitating life. Life imitating art. Yeah. I mean, he knew what he was doing. It wasn't like by accident, you know? Yeah. Um, but just, I mean, just incredible. I watched, I watched a good chunk. Of, I don't know if I watched the whole show. 7.8 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. It's only 13 episodes, so it's probably worth checking out. Oh, he had pancreatic cancer, Swayze? Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. a death sentence. It's on Crackle, which is a free app. So you can Not go- a tall guy, Patrick Swayze. Is that right? Yeah, if you look up, you've seen The Outsiders, right? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. If you look up a picture of the main you know, cast of The Outsiders, that main like iconic picture, mm-hmm. you could see him in the background. He's standing on something to make himself look taller. Oh, like an apple box. Because he's, he's supposed to look like you know the elder statesman, the yeah, yeah. tough guy. Yep. That's, I mean... That's a fucking oh, – that's underrated, that movie. That's a great cast. That's getting a lot of heavy hitters, man, early in their career, the Outsiders. Yeah. Cruz. I mean, you get young Cruz in, like, well, a very small supporting role. Is this, like, the the Brat Pack, basically? Like, the origins of the Brat Pack? Uh, um, um, well, I would say Emilio Estevez's Brat Pack, but I don't know about anybody Rob else. Lowe? Rob Lowe's Brat Pack. Brat oh, yeah, pack. Rob Lowe's Animals Fire. Yeah, it's got, some, it's got some Brat Pack. It's definitely not a John Hughes film. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a little bit different. Uh, who else is in that? Oh, Ralph Macchio. He's, I mean, one of the main characters, yeah. Macchio. Dylan's fucking phenomenal in that movie. Dylan probably steals it. Dylan's mention is – so here, here's what they say is in the Brat Pack. Emilio Estevez. Yes, definitely. Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, yeah. Rob Lowe. Check. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew McCarthy's great. Demi, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy. Yeah, Demi Moore – I feel like Demi Moore is only in that one movie, St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, I guess she's a Brat Packer. I don't know. And Sheen is not a Brat Packer? Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Nah. Sheen was only in, uh, he wasn't in Breakfast Club. He wasn't in Pretty in Pink or any of those. John Cryer is more of a Brat Packer than Charlie Sheen. Yeah. The, the, he's mentioned in like the honorable mention on, this, on the website that, that breaks it all down. Yeah. Matt Dillon is uh, like an outsider. Of the Brat Pack. Matt Dillon's too cool for the Brat Pack. 
He's way too cool. Like Judd Nelson is, is as cool as it gets, probably. Judd Nelson is as cool as it gets. Okay. To be a Brat Packer? That's like the peak of Emilio. The... Emilio was cool in his day. Emilio was all right. He fell off a, a little bit. I don't know what happened exactly. I just saw his uh, scene in Mission Impossible. I was watching that the other morning. Oh man, I, that's it, it's. I always forget that he's in that movie. Yeah, he goes out quick. I, I have an appreciation for Tom Cruise every time I watch the guy in one of those movies. I've probably um, mentioned this on the show before. As an actor or as a as just a, as a movie star, as just yeah. like this guy is five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, weird, crazy ass Scientologist, and like if Tom Cruise walked in the room right now, I mean, I I could beat the living shit out of Tom Cruise, no problem. Uh, uh... No, as long as he wasn't on like some Scientology bullshit. Uh, he's a little, drink he's Rams a, blood or he's probably got a black belt in something. No. I mean if he does, it's like an honorary black belt. Tom Cruise would be it'd be easy to beat the shit out of Tom Cruise, which makes it even more impressive that he just crushes it as like a badass movie star. Mission Impossible, Top Gun. You know what I mean? And you buy it every time. The guy's 50-something, and he's, he's going to do another Top Gun. He's going to do another Mission Impossible. He's great. Phenomenal. Uh, he's been professionally trained, I hate to tell you. As, uh, I think I could take Tom Cruise. I, I will go toe-to-toe with Tom Cruise, no problem. <laughs> See, all right. I don't know, man. Star power is big power, you know? Plus, he's older now. I don't want to see you get hurt. He's in better shape now than either of us have, has ever been. Doesn't matter, though, the longer the fight goes. I'm sure his, his stamina is probably better, too. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, 58. He's pushing 60. You can't lose to a 60-year-old. That's not an average 60-year-old. I see. I think you're overrating him. This is how good of a fucking actor. <laughs> this is how this. You're proving my point. This is how great he is. Is you're actually you're actually debating whether you could take some sixty year old, some sixty year old geriatric fuck. And the more you say, he's the less- phenomenal. That rant he went on, dude. You heard that rant he did recently? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I listened to it multiple times. Man. He should be a motivational speaker. I was so pumped listening to him. He's like, people are counting on us. <laughs> You're waiting. Gave me chills. You couldn't wait to put that mask on. You, you wear your mask for Tom Cruise. I put it on mid-speech. See, that's why like, you I'm, I'm with you, TC. I'm with and, you. And that's why you couldn't kick his ass because you got too much respect for him. Listen, I'm not saying I'd want to have to do it. I'm just saying, like <laughs> – Steel cage match. It was one of only one person could leave. I think I could. I think I could take him. Oh man, he's a little I, guy, man. The more I mean, the more like you say, the the less sense it makes. But I still I can't sign off on it. He's a little. He's a little guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like a guy who's always upped by like the, the camera angles. Like think, don't think of him as Ethan Hawke or uh, Maverick. Think of him as like Charlie Babbitt. <laughs> Rain man, that's a good point. Yeah, I could smack the piss out of that guy. 
or Jerry Maguire, some, you know, sleazy agent. That would be easy to get. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. I don't know. He, he's had more training, and he's in better shape. He's got a, he's got a few – he went a round or two. It wouldn't be as easy as you think. I'll say that. It'd be, it'd be scrappy, but I just think – He's not your average 60-year-old. Yeah, he would be scrappy. No, he's not, he's not your average 60-year-old, no. And he's also a lunatic. Let's not, let's not, let's not count that out here. That, that's, a, that's a big point for him. He is a fucking lunatic. Jump he's probably, on, yeah, he's jump a on couches out. and stuff. Scientology. Oh, he, he's got a screw loose, man. He'll jump on you and like bite your eyeball out of your face. Donate, donate it to science. I'm re- I'm ready though. Like I know what I'm dealing with when I get when I get Tom Cruise. I know I'm playing with a little bit of a maniac. He, <laughs> he's gonna be like a little spider monkey, just jumping on you, crawling all over you, scratching at your eyes. Tear, like just yeah. bring down your center of gravity. We'll drop an elbow on your throat before it's over. You're like, oh shit, I'm gonna fight. No, once I get on top of him, it's over. It's, he's he's a wily little bastard, though. What's yeah? Not buying it. All right. The chest tra- nah, What's he trained in? I don't know. It was like for a movie. I'm sure it's not like it wasn't like a lifetime of training. <laughs> yeah, come on. Does he do his own stunts? If he does his own stunt, I might get a little nervous. He did one for Mission Impossible. He was up on a plane, like hanging on the side of a plane with no safety net, no rope and shit. All right, he's got bigger balls than me. I'll give him that. Well, don't you think he gets hit in the face a couple times or you're on top of him? It's not going to stop him from coming at you? Listen, everyone's got a plan. Everyone's got a plan until they take an elbow. Eight crazy Mission Impossible, ten most insane movie stunts Tom uh, Tom Cruise has done. Did he do the one where he was dangling from the mountain? I I don't know. There's there's eight of them and ten of them. Uh, says so he doesn't go all the way, all the time. Is he the new Mission Impossible? Is it? In space? Uh, I don't know if the new one is or they're planning on doing one in space. But, yeah, they do want to do one in space. I don't know if that's the newest one. Or if I, he does one in space, I'm going to have to go to the movies and see that. It would be fucking incredible. Just take, like, a shitload of edibles. He hung off the side of a plane that took him up. It took him a 1,000 feet in the air. And no the, net or nothing? No net. Just hanging on the side of an airplane. And then he had to hold his breath underwater for about six minutes. A stunt that required military style preparation. These sound like urban legends. And six and, minutes. In Fallout. It's like he, Navy SEAL shit. In Fallout, he jumped 25,000 feet out of a plane and filmed a helicopter stunt that required him to get 2,000 hours of training and learn how to do a 360 degree corkscrew corkscrew drive all right add better work ethic to the list of things he has (laughs) well all right guilty if he how long do you think he he would need to train to murder you within three minutes in a ring i don't think he could murder me he's still a frail skinny old man (sighs) okay 
I get on top of him, it's over. Just hold his breath for six minutes. Tire you out. He's going to have to hold his breath when I'm punching him in his face. You can take it. <laughs> you're, you're overrated. All the training overrated. in the world, the, all the training in the world, you could still have a glass jaw. I don't know. I don't He's know. not a fighter. I mean, if he if he has if he has a background in some sort of MMA shit, then maybe. But good, you know, doing your own stunts, holding your breath, it's impressive. I don't know if it's going to help you. Doesn't scare you in the octagon. I love Tom Cruise. I don't want to fight the guy. Stop pitting against. Stop pitting us against each other. You said you could you. We're all you were all hyped. I know I wasn't expecting to defend myself for ten minutes. I mean, I'd expect you to come out and be like, "I could kick the ass of some frail old guy." I was I was complimenting him by saying I could kick his ass. That's how great of an actor he is. I'm saying that someone like me even could kick his ass. I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to go anywhere near him in a fight. I don't know what that guy's gonna do. I don't know what he's capable of. He's a lunatic. Who uh, people? Let's see. Who would you rather fight, Tom Cruise or Liam Neeson? Uh, Liam Neeson. You think so? You think Liam Neeson's all show? I think he's more show than Cruise. Yeah, not in as good a shape. Maybe, maybe a little bit older. Neeson's yeah. probably in his sixties. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's not, Liam Neeson being an action star isn't like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone being an action star. All right, he's sixty-eight. He's a little, yeah, that's the right answer, I guess. He's a little <laughs> bit older than I thought. Yeah, he's a kick-ass sixty-eight-year-old, but uh, I think he's more show than Cruz. Probably a little more show, but I still think Cruz. That's how tremendous he is. Is that you? You. I mean, you're you're legit scared of Tom Cruise, bro. Think about that. You're scared of him. He's a nut. I don't. I don't like. I don't fuck with crazy men. I don't fuck with crazy. He lives. So the Scientology thing disturbs you too a little bit. He like, lives. Yeah, he lives like he's got nothing to lose, and you cannot trust people like that. He does live like that. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah. He's almost like fighting a bump, Tom Cruise. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Literally, yeah. You don't fuck with a bum because what do they got to lose? Nothing. You know, they get a hot. They get a warm meal tonight. They fucking cut your throat. You know. Tom Cruise, Hollywood's bum. <laughs> Should be his autobiography. He's a nut, man. He's a nut. You can't go. You can't. You can't. He is a nut. The guy's def. No, he's definitely got some screws. He can't jumped twenty five thousand feet. Yeah, I that closed that article. But yeah. Right. To do it sounds like to do some kind of dive into uh, water or something, but I don't know. <laughs> a corkscrew dive landing. He had to be attached or something. Maybe that, maybe that one. But the airplane one, he was not attached to anything. There's like footage of like behind the scenes footage of it. You got to see that. Crews hanging from the plane. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. He's an intense guy. You know, it's, uh, my hat's off to him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you should respect him enough not to fight him. I don't want to fight him. I hope I never see that day where I have to fight Tom Cruise. But if I yes, did. Because it might be the last day on earth. That's why. No. I'm talking about <laughs> Tom Cruise. 
Um, all right, man. We're not talking about Dwayne The Rock. You'd rather fight Tom Cruise or The Rock? Uh, see, with The Rock, I know he would just pound me into the ground. So, right. I'd rather take my shot. He could be all muscles, though. No I'd, show, though. You know what I mean? I take my chances with uh, the little guy. Yeah, you have to. I feel like Dwayne, I feel like The Rock would just hold me at, it'd be like fighting your big brother when you were six years old and he was 15. He's too strong. Yeah. He's up there too now. He's probably in his fifties now. Yeah, but if, if my luck would be his cheat day, and he'd eat me for lunch. Have you ever seen The Rock's cheat day? Yeah, of course. That's why I said it. <laughs> That's why I legendary. It. Yeah, yeah. The Rock's forty-eight, so he's ten years younger than Cruz. Twenty years younger than Liam Neeson. Who would you rather fight in their prime, The Rock or Sly? The Rock or Sly? So Sly has the boxing training. We're talking about just a fight, right? Yeah, just a fight. I think, mm. I think I'd still rather, much as I don't want to fight Stallone, I love Stallone, but I think I'd still rather fight Stallone because The Rock, maybe I'm overrating wrestling a little bit, but The Rock does have a little bit of, See, the, the thing about being a wrestler is you want to talk about stamina. Like, you have to have excellent stamina to yeah. be a wrestler. Yeah. So, the, I know The Rock can go in his prime. Yeah. You, that. Go ahead. Stallone, will pro, Stallone, you might get a shot or two on him. Yeah. And it would probably be over quick where Dwayne would just torture you. Yeah, The Rock in his prime would scare me a little bit because I know – He's got a little bit of a fighting background. Even, though, even, if it, even if it's pro wrestling, it's some sort of – But he was an actual you know, wrestler too, right, before that? I don't know, a football player. I don't know if he actually oh, okay. wrestled. Yeah, the, uh, the Rock's badass. I, I don't know. The Rock would scare me. Is there anybody – St- Go ahead. And I heard – Stallone – I actually heard rumblings that Stallone wasn't great in the ring when he was training for Rocky. Okay, well there you go. That's something. Well, I'm not sure that was his prime though. Maybe, maybe like Rocky Three was his prime. Yeah. Oh, see, that's a different story. If we're talking about juiced up Rocky Four Stallone. Yeah. No. Whatever his prime is, prime fighting age. Yeah. Whatever his best. Whatever the best version. I mean, the best version of Stallone on paper would be Rocky Four, when he was just yeah. juiced to the gills. Yes. Is there anybody you would rather fight? I'm sorry. Wait a second. Is there anybody that you – okay, if The Rock is tops on a list. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. The Rock was top on the list. Is there yeah. somebody you would, you would pass on fighting? Like, I'm not going to fight him. I'd rather fight The Rock. Or is The Rock – Well, not including professional fighters. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, actors. Let's stay. Let's stick with actors. Like Tyson Fury, I'll take my chances with The Rock over Tyson Fury. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, in terms of just celebrities, I don't know who's a badass celebrity that can fight. But that guy, uh, Jason Statham, is he like he's? An, I mean, I don't. He's not ahead of The Rock. I don't know much about him. He seems badass by his movies, but I have no idea. Is the rock the tops for like celebrities you wouldn't want to get want to throw down with? He might be even like a cheat code for this game because of the because of the wrestling. Because they're not putting wrestlers into this. Right? 
Yeah. yeah. But not all – I mean, not, not all wrestlers, I think, are – No. Right, no, no. I'll, I'll give you a guy who's, who you might – he's a little bit older now. Yeah. But tough, tough son of a bitch, Taker. That's not a guy we – we're, we're, well, we're, I mean, we're discounting Lesnar, right? Lesnar doesn't count. He's a – I wouldn't – yeah. yeah. Lesnar, I wouldn't even want to look in his direction if I was like 100 yards away. I, I wouldn't – no, I wouldn't want to ask the guy for his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> no. No way. No picture, no autograph. How, <laughs> you know, just put your head down and hope he walks past you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it might be the rock. I, uh, Taker's a close – because Taker, I think, has some MMA training too. Maybe we should discount wrestlers then. Yeah. Does Vin Diesel scare you? No. Just, just All actor. show. All show. All show, no go. Yeah. What did you do, Seth? <laughs> I can't be Gross. scared. I can't be scared of that guy. I like Vin Diesel, but I can't be scared of the guy who's yelling at uh Do you oh do you buy uh do you buy Bruce Lee being tough? Yeah. Not like I mean he'd whoop our asses, but I mean just like you like we'll go back to like once upon a time in Hollywood when he was talking yeah. shit about Ali. Yeah, I think he said some of that stuff in real life. I don't think he would take Ali, though. Neither do I. He's a badass, Bruce Lee. I'm just saying how badass was he. Uh, and, he and he probably would give Ali a run, but I don't think – I think Ali takes him. Well, it depends because in a boxing match, it's no contact, no contest, right? Yeah, yeah. But if it's martial arts, then it's also no contest. So it's, you yeah. got to find some middle ground with that. Yeah, I don't know what you would do. Yeah, if you was fighting martial arts, it wouldn't be. I guess it would close. have to. You have to be like MMA rules, and then. Yeah, I feel like yeah, the box. Still take out well, I feel like the boxer's still at a little disadvantage in an MMA fight. He is, but the only the thing one thing Ali has going for him is the boxer could take, you know, an unbelievable amount of punishment. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if Bruce. I don't know if Bruce Lee can. I, I'm not sure. Bruce Lee catches a good one on the chin. Is he going down right away? Because Ali could, you know, we saw him. We've seen him go 15 rounds with Frazier. You know, yeah. He could barely lift his arms at the end of the fight. Well, yeah, I, don't know if Bruce, yeah. I don't know if Bruce Lee has that in his gut. I would say probably. He seemed like a disciplined type guy that, that would go 20 rounds if he had to. Whatever, how do they let people do those 25, 30? Like, there were boxing matches like 70 rounds back in the early 1900s. Is how that they, right? How do they let people do that? Yeah. I, I, was, I wish they went back to 15. They never would. No, never. Uh, it's 70 rounds? Uh, I got, there's, there's like... Those bare knuckle boxing ones, they would just throw them out there, let them keep going. Who's uh, the guy Russell Crowe played? That's another celebrity. He's a little bit older now, but I feel like Russell Crowe could kick a little ass. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. He's a you know, he's a drinker. He gets a few in him. Probably scary. The longest boxing match in history went 110 rounds and lasted over seven hours on April 6th, 1893. Jesus. 
Yeah. Went from 9 p.m. to early morning the next day. <laughs> 110 wow. rounds. The prize was the lightweight championship of the South and a purse of $2,500. That seems like a lot of money for back then. Burke was the favorite in the beginning, winning the first 25 rounds. But Iron <laughs> Andy Bowen refused to be knocked out. Iron what? Iron Andy Bowen. Iron Andy Bowen. I like that. It's a most good the, name. Most of the crowd left by midnight, and many who hadn't were asleep in their chairs. By the 108th round, no punches were being thrown. The men just circled each other over and over. By the 110th round, the referee, John Duffy, called the match a draw and suggested the two men could split the purse. I think that's fair. No, after all those rounds? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Maybe go one more round. <laughs> After the tank here. 60-40. <laughs> I got a tough guy for you. Who do you got? Danny Trejo. I wouldn't fuck with Danny Trejo. Anybody, any of those actors who did time, like before they became famous, I don't want anything to do with them in a fight. Anybody who, yeah. He did... He was an addict too. He and he he has a boxing background. Oh, he's oh, got it all. And when he was serving time in San Quentin, just saying someone served time in San Quentin is terrifying. He honed <laughs> his boxing skills. Oh man! I mean, he's old now, but still in his prime. He I might fight. take I might take my chances with The Rock over Danny Trejo. Uh, he would fu- Danny Trejo would fuck you up now. Seventy six. Danny Trey would fuck you up now. I wouldn't be as confident against him as I would Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'd, I'd have to agree with you. I think, it, I think I'm, I, I am more scared of Trejo than I am of Tom. And he's got a psychological advantage over you because you're terrified of all the characters he's played in movies. I'm terrified of him. That's exactly. And that's why. He could be a gentle old man, you know, just sitting there with I his mean, mustache. Well, he's not like Brock Lesnar, where I wouldn't like go. Up and, I'd I would have a drink with the guy, but uh, I'd yeah. want to piss him off. That's for sure. No. Yes, damn Danny Trail's good side. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Boxing match this weekend. It. Now who's fighting? Canelo's fighting. Is that a, is that a dozen? Dazen? It's Dazen, yeah. Dazen, Dazen. Who's he fighting? Uh, this guy. Out of the loop. This is, a, this is a nobody. A Vinny Yildirium. Couldn't tell you. 40 to 1 shot. 40 to 1. Yeah. And it's I, a waste of time. Oh, it is, but I'm an idiot. And I read like an article and like, of course. Well, don't you have Dazen or you got to pay for it? No, I don't have it anymore. But it's like 10 bucks, I think, so. No, that's not terrible, but still, I just feel like you can maybe catch a good undercard fight. makes it $10 worth it. But if Canelo's fighting, like, used to be you put a Canelo fight on, you'd see him fuck somebody up. Now I'm not so sure that's the case. And now I'm a fucking idiot, and I read the article about it, 
And of course, everything coming out of the campus, like we want to shock the world. Nobody believes in us. I'm fighting for Turkey, this and that. He's Turkish. And uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this guy's got a chance. <laughs> the Turkish it's all six, son. Man. Yeah, and I get, I get fired up. But I just, they, know how, they know how to sell. They know how to sell. Fox, yeah, it just hooks me every time. Yeah. So I, there's, there's a chance I get it this weekend. <laughs> I mean, it's 10. We spend 10 bucks on worse. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Even though D- Dazinov is still, uh, I mean, still the worst crew that's ever called boxing matches. But who's their main guy, Dazin? Uh, it was um, what's his name? The the guy that used to be on Baseball Tonight. One runner score, two runner Brian, scores. Brian Kenny, not Brian Kenny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm they, not they, a huge Brian Kenny fan. No, he did, did a terrible job in the. Uh, the last time I watched him on there. And also the last time, one of the last times I watched him, remember that there was an MMA fight the same night and they postponed the fucking boxing match. So people could t- turn over and watch the uh, Canelo fight. And it was just, they would show, I don't remember who Canelo was fighting, but they just kept showing them in the dressing room, watching the MMA fight. Like laying oh, they the delayed couch. it. Yeah. They delayed it. So people could, when the MMA fight was over, they could switch over and watch this fight. And apparently it worked. Apparently a lot of people did watch that fight and then as soon as it was over, they bought the other one. Oh, uh, okay. So apparently it worked, but it might be a little flaw in Dazen's uh, business model. Yeah, why are they going up against uh, you know, something that they don't think they could compete against, ratings-wise? Yeah. Yeah. It, be careful it, it, there. Just be your own fucking thing. But, but I mean, Dazen is desperate for the money, so... Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not. Probably they're went not. up against the McGregor fight or something. I don't even think it was that big. I mean, maybe it was a big name, but I mean, I don't remember who it was. I'm sure it was a name, but I don't think it was McGregor. McGregor's just a name now. That fucking yeah. guy. Yeah. You know what I watched last night? What? Uh, I don't see the whole thing, but I ever see grudge match? No, it's uh, Stallone and De Niro. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make. Yeah, it. I never seen it. I didn't make it to the fight, but uh, Stallone, uh, they, they go to like an MMA fight to kind of hype their fight. Yeah. And some a real MMA guy, shit, what was his name? I think he's a real asshole in real life too. Chase? Chuck Liddell? No. Chase something? Chance something? Oh, Chel Sonnen? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And uh, he bitch slaps Stallone and Stallone knocks him out. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's got yeah. a mouthpiece on him, Sonnen. That's why they keep him around, I think. He's a good talker. I think he yeah. does TV. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's why yeah, that's why I was just there to fall down for uh for Sly. But it was Yeah, good. he took the yeah, he took a dive for Sly. Yeah. Went out on his back. Your boy uh, your boy uh, Joey Coco Diaz is on it. Yeah, I know. That's what mm-hmm. I that's the only reason I've wanted to put it on. I, did, I I know it's not a great movie. Uh, you look, you can't go wrong. It's it's funny. The parts I saw are funny. I mean, it's it's Stallone and De Niro, which you sign, sign you up for that right away. And then Alan Arkin plays Stallone's trainer, and he's fucking hysterical. It's mostly a comedy, though. They don't try and take itself too seriously, this movie, right? Yeah. Ex- yeah. I mean, there are serious parts in it, but uh, yeah. Kim Basinger's in it. Basinger okay, Basinger. I do like Kim Basinger. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not going my recommend pile, but it's not. You have to shut it off. It's on. Keep it on. It's well, yeah. It's one of those movies. Uh, 
that's always on one of the HBO Max or Showtime, mm-hmm. one of them. And I, yeah, I always consider giving it a go, but haven't gotten around. So I got to just eventually just watch it one day. Here's what it is. I don't think I'll. I don't think it's one of those movies you could be like, you know, I'm gonna watch The Grudge tonight, and you sit down and put it on from the start. I think like you're flipping, you're, you're flipping around. It's like nine fifteen. You saw it started at nine. You're like, oh, all right, I'll throw it on, check it out. And that's what it is. Throw it at one of those movies you throw on twenty minutes in and just say, yeah. fuck it, I'll let it go. Yeah, that's what it was for me last night. I wasn't sitting, I wasn't trying to sit down and watch an entire movie last night. I was just kind of chilling. That's what I put on. Yeah, I have certain movies like that. I can't think. I one. I just did one like that. I can't think of what I watched, but I caught it like 20 minutes in and I just said, ah, I'll just watch it. First 20 weren't important. It wasn't like a great movie. Just yeah. let it go. Yep. I finally got around to seeing uh, Las Vegas story. Oh yeah. How was it? What Jane year? Russell, bro. What Not year? Bad in her what, year, what year was it? 1952. Nice. Victor. What was the guy's name in it? Victor Matute. Okay. Um, I think that was the only other big uh, – I mean, there may have been another big name, but Jane Russell's like the main uh, character in it. Okay. At least the main main name in it. Uh, it was okay, hour and a half. It, I think it took a little bit too long for the plot to evolve, but I mean, I went in blind not knowing what the hell it was about, and I, I knew there was some sort of crime element. Uh, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. and Like, it takes 45 minutes for the dead body to show up, and then they oh. kind of sprint to the finish line. Not okay. a great movie, but it's a it's a good uh, old movie. It's worth yeah. checking out. I mean, Jane Russell, like I said, very very nice in her day. Uh, I actually have. Have you ever heard of the movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? Yeah. Yep. That is Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that DVRing uh, this weekend on I think FX or something. It's on like FX at three in the morning. All right. So I'm gonna DVR that and check it out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know if that, I guess, is that a musical one though? Probably. I, yeah. I just want to check. I I, that, I don't even think I've seen a Marilyn Monroe movie. Is that Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend? I saw one. I saw the Some one. Some like with, it hot. Is that the one with, with the. Uh, is that Jack Lemon? That might be Jack Lemon, yeah. I saw, I, I, so I saw that one then. I saw two of them. I saw the one where she, uh, you know, the famous one with the dress getting blown up from the Oh, right. What was that? I'm not sure, but it's not – the guy in it isn't anybody. Oh, that's the seven-year itch. Uh, I think I see – so I think I've seen two of them maybe. Yeah. Good old uh, Norman Jean. <laughs> yeah, so I like – yeah, it was a cool movie though. Like You got some old shots of old Vegas. Yeah, which uh, I mean, that wasn't old Vegas at the time. Now it's old Vegas, but Golden Nugget, okay, places like that. What was the other? Pioneer Club? Mm-hmm. So it was cool seeing uh, seeing old shots of Vegas from the fifties. But uh, yeah, it was just, the the one thing about old movies is you can a lot of them are real short, so it's not that much of a commitment to bang. There's like some old movies that are like eighty seven minutes, eighty two minutes. Yeah. So even if they suck, you just kind of bang them out quick. It's like watching a TV episode of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I think. Have you seen any Steve McQueen flicks? Yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah. Yep. Think about doing a Steve McQueen deep dive. Uh, I was inspired by Vinnie Pastor, Big Puss. Oh. I was right. listening to him on uh, the Talking Soprano show. They, I, I'm not. I don't listen to it religiously. And 
the one they filmed with him was from months ago over mm-hmm. the summer, I think. Mm-hmm. I just got around to listening to him. They had him on for the Funhouse episode. Nice. And he said, uh, they asked him, like, what have you been doing during quarantine? And he said, uh, he said he's, he's reading a Steve McQueen book. And every night he does a new Steve McQueen movie. So I was like, that's my inspiration right there. Oh, I think man. I'm going to start doing, I think I'm going to start banging out Steve McQueen movies. Towering Inferno, Bullet. That time frame was okay. Bullet's good. Tanger Ferdinand was like a mess. Like, there's a bunch of names in that movie. Newman is in yeah. that. There's a, a million stars in that movie. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, Cincinnati Kid. Is that him? Uh, yeah, he's like a gambler. He's like a card player. I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, I do have that movie, though, Cincinnati Kid. Uh, yeah, Bullets. He had, like a, quick, he had a quick run because he died fairly died young, young yeah. right? Like 50? Yeah. The Magnificent Seven. Oh, Magnificent Seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? I gotta look up. What else? He was in because he he's got it. Yeah, he's got a good run. He's he's a badass. Yeah. But probably you could probably kick his ass because he's like a smoker and shit. Yeah, I don't think he was doing much cardio. <laughs> no. I don't know if he's doing his own stunts. Maybe doing his own stunts. You never know. Might have been driving. Oh, the Great Escape! I never saw that one. Great Escape, right? That's another, that's World War Two. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, is this breaking news? This gymnastics coach killed himself, or is I, am I just late to the? Is that one of the molesters? He's one of the molesters. Well, there you go. You got your way yet? You didn't want him to. Uh, you're not gonna be in prison anymore. Yeah, put him in the ground. <laughs> put himself in the ground. Yeah. Ah, better off. As petty as I want to be and watch the guy rot, just better off without yeah. that guy in the world. Well, he's probably yeah, – I, I can only imagine what – Plus, there's a chance those guys can get out, I feel like. That B right? shit was probably dealing with some terrible things in prison, which he had coming to him, which he deserved, so – that shit was had it was goes without saying that he was gonna off himself. Right, but don't you feel like molesters, sexual assaulters, even if it's minors, they have they actually have a chance of getting out as opposed yeah. to, you know, serial killers or Yeah. Yeah, so you're better off just have him kill himself. We don't want that guy roaming the streets. Have you ever seen Charles Bronson movies? A little bit. Death Wish. Oh, a nice. couple death yeah. wishes. Yeah, death wishes are great. He was in uh, which one was he in? McQueen, Great Escape or Magnificent Seven? He was in Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Okay. He was in the Great Escape also, actually. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I always associate Bronson with Death Wish. Yeah, that's he did a couple of those, and the Mechanic, which is kind of like Death Wish, which is it's just like those revenge type movies, which are a lot of fun. Oh yeah, who doesn't like a revenge flick? I mean. Uh, the Dirty Dozen, which is great. Uh, oh, he was in uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Okay, I never saw that. That's uh, Sergio Leone. Yeah. Yep. Jesus got he did four death wishes. Yeah. No, five. He did five death wishes. <laughs> I mean, just keep cranking out, keep cranking out sequels. How about Lee Marvin? Lee Marvin. 
Uh, that's not the dude from Full Metal Jacket, is it? Uh, no. That's Lee Majors. Oh, this, yeah, the sergeant. I, that sounds right. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know. That's no, not Lee Majors. <laughs> Lee Marvel was in Dirty Dozen, also. Arlie Emery. That's who it is. Oof. That was way off. Yes. We were way off. I missed that one too. I just uh, know so in what you say, Lee Marvin? Yeah, I just know in uh in Reservoir Dogs, Mr. Blonde says you must be a big Lee Marvin fan. He's like, I love that uh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, all these old tough guy actors. Old t- old badass actors. Yeah. Yeah, I may have to. I have to do a deep dive on some of these. The best. Oh, what the fuck is his name? One of my favorite guys, and he'll he's you catch him in a western once in a while on his own. It's um, shit from the guy from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, I don't know the the heavy. Yeah. Oh, fuck is his name? He's. He's great, and like any movie he's in, he's—I mean, he plays the same guy, but he's great though. Eli Wallach. No, he's good too. But yeah, Eli Wallach's good too. He's the ugly. Eli Uh, Wallach. Even Godfather Three. Oh shit! What I can't? I gotta find the cast of goddamn movie. Oh, good. Um, oh Lee Van Cleef. Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, he's excellent. He's like a classic Western guy. Oh, he was in Escape from New York? I didn't know that. Kurt Russell won? Yeah. Uh, was he in the... Um... Yeah, he was in it for a few dollars more. Was he in the other one? No, he wasn't. But yeah, he you'll once in a while like there's uh, stars westerns. I'll throw that on once in a while just because sometimes just, like, westerns are easy to kind of fall into, and he'll, yeah. he'll be in one. He immediately gives creating or gives gives some uh, panache to uh, to an old movie. All right, I'll watch it. Is he usually the heel, bad guy? Uh, from what I remember, yeah, from what I see him, usually is yeah. Actually, and for a few dollars more, he might not be the heel. He might be like tweener. Uh, yeah, he might be. He might be a heel everywhere. Tweener's a nice guy to have. You don't know which way he's going. Yeah. Death rides a horse. Yeah, he's he just he brings a little something to everyone. Every movie he's in. Got that, yeah. that snarl. It's like a Brian Cox Award candidate. Yeah, maybe. He's up. That's a good point. He's up there with that. He just elevates it. Whenever elevates he, the movies. Yep. Oh, man. This is why I saw uh, my first Coming to America 2 trailer. You just watched Did you ever it? see the first one? Aha. I never saw the first one. Oh, all right. Well, then that one—that's that's a little lost on you. Then I don't know. I, mean, I don't know that movie all that well, but I have seen it though. Yeah. 
James Earl Jones still going strong. He's 90, the guy. Yeah. Wow. He's in the sequel. Yeah. Why not? Bring him up. Well, so are you going to do – would you do the first one or are you going to go right to the second one? I might, I might not do either, to be honest. Okay. I mean, if I did, I'd do the first one. I'd go in order. Yeah. You saw um, Lindor wearing the jacket today? I did see that, yeah. I didn't know what they were talking about. He wore, so he wears that jacket in the sequel. No, he, I think he wears it. In oh, the he wore original. it in the first yeah. one too? Yeah. All right. All right, well, I don't know, maybe I'll get around to it. It's not, on, it's not on my short list, Coming to America, but at some point, at some point I got to watch them all. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's an old, one of those old comedies that, uh, you know, ne- never it's an 80s sure. comedy, right? Yeah. Or late 80s? Yep. That's Eddie it. Murphy, man. Yeah, his, uh, his run was uh, as impressive as anybody's. In terms of comedians, yeah. He got as famous as just about any comedian. Oh, did you see the Patrice O'Neill documentary? Oh, no, I didn't. I do want to see it, though. Yeah, I DVR'd it. I, I, I actually watched it live, but I caught it a half hour in. Uh, that's a guy who just refused to play. He just refused <laughs> to play by Hollywood's rules. Yeah. And I guess it kind of hurt his career along the way. He just, refu- he just refused to... Get a little bit of a problem with authority. Yep, don't like be told what to do. Then like, yeah. What? What? Once you, once you get off the stage, you start working in like uh, any other part of the medium, any other part yeah. of comedy, and you're not just not just you in the crowd. Yet you, you have to kind of start it. You have to compromise a little bit if you're going to make it. And he just refused to play ball. Yeah, which is actually admirable. Yeah, like, but it's funny though. They have like. Talking heads, they have like Burr on there as a talking head, Jim Norton, guys yeah. who like grew up with him and friends with him. Yeah. And like even Norton is like, yeah, he, you know, he, he burned bridges with Spike Lee and he burned bridges with, uh, I forget, they mentioned like another director and he's like, yeah, he probably made a mistake there. <laughs> <laughs> like he just did, he just did, he couldn't, like he couldn't, he couldn't accept, um, you know, when you're on like a movie set or a TV show or something, he couldn't accept like some, agent or producer like someone coming up to him and trying to tell him what funny was yeah no, he just wasn't having it he's the talent for a reason yep yep so definitely and then they had his stand-up special i think it's his only one that he has an hour-long special elephant in the room which is an all-timer it was edited though i was pissed I mean, you can watch it on youtube but listen oh i'll just throw this out as another homework assignment you got the rum drinks yep now this more homework time. Watch some Patrice O'Neill stand up, man. One of the best ever do it. Specifically Elephant in the Room, but he's got all kinds of material on uh, on YouTube. Crank that out. All, all timer, man. He I don't know what he'd be doing nowadays. He they I know people would try and cancel him, but uh, <laughs> I mean he just you talk about a guy who played by his own rules, man. He went on Fox News and defended Imus during the Rutgers thing. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just didn't give a fuck, man. Like, the, he debated some feminist about what funny is. 
Well, he's like, you don't, he's that, just, that's his, he just kept saying, you don't know what funny is. <laughs> that's his, <laughs> that's his, uh, well, some people just refuse to acknowledge something is funny because they want to be offended by it or refuse. Yeah. They, they don't want to look at the context of it. And I'm just saying, I don't see, I don't even think of the context of it. I have no idea what he's talking about. Cause I don't even, I mean, all I could think about is what, what he actually said. And I have no idea the context or if it was even funny or not. I for I yeah I don't remember the context. He was just I think he was just talking about the basketball team. They're probably having like a Final Four run or something. Yeah, yeah. And he just let it fly. Well, I mean, it was it was I mean, poor choice of words. I don't know if he should have lost his job over it, but he got, I got Boomer Carton. He got it back eventually. Nah, yeah, I mean, it, it made it a little easier that he was older dude. He made plenty of money. It wasn't. Uh, we weren't really weren't taking much food off. Well, he was he was back in the radio a couple of years later though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I mean, it's it's funny when people get canceled because they just end up they end up finding a way. And it's funny when you cancel people, right? In the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. are they allowed? Like in these people's brains, are they allowed to go? Like, could they go get a job at Home Depot, or is that not good either? No, or is they it can't. just you just don't want their voice heard? They can't because anywhere. then they'll get then they'll get shamed for working at Home Depot, just like uh, Elvin from the Cosby Show when he was working at Home uh, Whole Foods, where he's bagging groceries and people were making oh, fun of him for right, bagging groceries. Yeah. So they can't even do that. People just want to bring you down, man. Don't bring down Elvin Je- Jeffrey Owens. Is that his name? Yeah, it's, great, it's a great pick right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. But he got some work because of it, though. I forget exactly where, but he did get into a TV show or a movie like right after that because they're like, "Well, always Sonny's brought him in a couple times, so that's good." Yep, yep. Playing Donovan McNabb. <laughs> he played McNabb. He may have played McNabb a couple times. He played somebody else one time uh-huh. too. Yeah. Good for always Sonny recognizing talent. Yeah. The cancel culture thing that people don't. It's not about like what it's not about being like, justice or being right. And look, some people there's consequences for like your actions, right? That I'm fine with that. But I mean like this like people kind of going out of their way to find for somebody to slip up, like looking for somebody to slip up as sport just yeah. to fuck with their life, that's fucked up. That's gotta go. It's only gonna get worse. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's not going anywhere. The internet, the internet, I'm convinced, is uh, not worth the trouble. Ah, it's tough because it's a great idea, the internet. It really is in, in concept. Like Twitter is, is, is a great idea. And I, I think I use Twitter for the good. And I think I'm pretty good at avoiding the nonsense, which is like 98% of it. Yeah. Um, but Twitter, of, is, Twitter is a great idea. I think it just, uh, you know, it's just, there's a lot of shitheads in the world. You, you to, yeah, you cater to what you're looking for in there and not fall down a deep, dark hole. No, I don't pay attention. I don't pay attention. Like I, see, I mean, I see it. I see a lot of stupid things said on Twitter. Yep. You know, people responding to someone's tweet. I don't even acknowledge those people as real people. They are not real people. That's they, 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 they only exist. They, they survive when 
it's like uh, I don't even know what they, they survive. You give you give them attention, and that's what gives them life. If yeah. you just ignore them, they die. And I actually prefer it like that, like Twitter, not knowing, just treating everyone like they're not real people. It's part of the reason I couldn't take Facebook because those were actual real people I knew, and I just it was uncomfortable seeing those people's opinions and. Well, yeah, I, I, if you, I don't know, with like the Sunday poor account, like there's not interactions going on, but I mean, it's possible to like, I don't know, not like a friendship, but like to have some kind of mutual respect for another account or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not something you look for, but it's, you know, if, whatever you comment the comment comes in and whatever it's about a game or something and then you throw you throw something back and whatever it's like you're cool for like a minute and then maybe a couple weeks later it happens again like whatever it's something like that yeah but you know you're not looking for it's not like you're at the grocery store or at the gym or something like that or at the bar you know what i mean and plus yeah no it's well yeah. well past the age to be making friends anyway so yeah, there you eventually reach a cutoff, right? When it comes to making friends, you can make acquaintances. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm meeting anybody new that I'm having like inviting over to the house. And that's not. That has nothing to do with uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A uh, uh, new person in your uh, new friend. That's too weird. Making new friends. <laughs> Making new friends was weird when you were young, man. I feel like it's t- 10 times weirder if you're like in your 30s and 40s. Yeah, it is. It's very weird. I can't imagine. I mean, I don't like striking up an acquaintance. Yeah, I don't like striking up conversations with people. How am I going to like get to know somebody and then be like, whatever? I, I think I th- probably what I don't do that people do is like, get to know the parents of other kids, like their kids, Ugh, like your kids. Miserable. Friends. It's like you're on a play date. Like the kids are, you're on some awkward play date. Like what do you, like you a little small talk. You don't have to actually be friends though. Right. I've yet to meet anybody. that's even close to be on the same wavelength as me. It's, it's unbelievable how far off people are from me. And I pick up on it right away. Like I just know, right? We're not gonna. We're just not gonna click. It's not gonna happen. All it takes is one thing. Yeah, I mean, there was one guy that like I thought like had a chance, and like he came. He was here for one of my son's parties, like when we had it at the hall over there. Yeah. And like I just was like, I get you a beer, and he was like, Nah, I'm good. I'm like, or maybe maybe he had a beer, a glass of wine. Dead to me. Dead. But the way he said it was like, I was drinking a beer on Saturday afternoon. I guess what it was like, he was shocked that I was offering him a drink. I know you'd rather be at the parent-teacher conference, Tom, but have a fucking bud. It's weird. I don't know. If he was like, I got a job to do later or whatever, I would get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not shaming people into drinking, but it's just the way he said no, like, turned me off. My God, we're just different people, man. (laughs) It's just not going to work. And I've talked to other friends about about this. Or it's just like, like yeah, we have a very unique set of friends. There's nobody like us. Like he like pointed out the people in our group, and he's like, "There's nobody like these people anywhere else." And I I can't get along with anybody else. 
We're strange yeah. people. I think we're the we're the uh, we're on the outskirts of society here. We really are living on the outskirts of society. Yeah, I've often thought about that. Like, why don't I uh, connect better with other people? Because I try and be very tolerable. Yeah, I shouldn't say I try to be tolerable. I don't, but I wish I was more tolerable. <laughs> but it's just like. I, I make impressions of people and it's not, I'm not, when I say intolerable, I'm not saying they're bad people. Some of these people are good people. It's just people. I don't want to be forced to interact with. Yeah. It's nobody I want to be forced to interact with for any longer than like eight minutes. And there's an ex, there's an expiration to the time that we're having with most. When I, I look at it like that with most people, there's an expiration to this. Okay, and it's coming sooner than later. <laughs> and we just passed. We just passed it. <laughs> yeah, it ended. It, time went off thirty seconds ago. I'll see you later. Like, I'll, I'll give you a, like quick examples. Just like yeah. for, uh, husbands of my wife's friends. Mm-hmm. None of them are bad guys. Yeah, they're just not guys I would ever hang out with. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Good guys, though. I feel bad because, like, I—I I mean, I've been in—I've in, <laughs> been like in scenarios where, like, they're—they're they're making plans to do something. Mm. Like, oh yeah, well, call me, man. We'll go. Um, we'll go snowboarding. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I dare you to ask me. Fucking <laughs> hang out with you. Fucking <laughs> hang out with you. We nuts. <laughs> Which probably it might make me an asshole, but hey, I, like I, I, I'm maybe I'm a little more selective than some people should be. It's just it's just weird because like at our age we have such like a group of friends that we know inside and out. We know like we know their sense of humor, know what you can say, what you can't say. You know like how to how to press the as a you know to piss them off. You know how to whatever. You know what, what they think is funny. That kind of shit. Yeah, and you're comfortable around them, and now like I don't, I don't really care what makes this person tick. Like I just, just like I don't have the, I don't have, I don't, I don't want to know what makes you tick. I don't want to get to know what what makes you tick. I don't want to have those interactions. I just don't have the interest. It's weird. No. It's weird. It's weird, and it's not. Yeah, it's a lot of like, ah, it's just I don't want to do it. Like I got enough going on. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah, I got a fucking. I tape a podcast tonight. I gotta keep my mind fresh for that. I don't need to. I don't need to remember your name. No, no. And then you know you may you may end up with like a stage five clinger, some guy who thinks you're his best friend. Now you can't risk these things. God forbid. I can't. I can't remember the last time I gave my phone under my phone number to anybody. Ugh, no way. <laughs> I don't. You don't need my phone number. <laughs> I'll, outside, get, I'll get in touch with you if I ever need you. Outside and of, will, and that will be never. Outside of a professional level, I can't realize. Oh no, that's different. Yet. Professional level, oh. yeah. But like, uh, hey, let's hang out sometime. Nah. Yeah, don't call, don't text, don't look for me on social media. <laughs> yeah, maybe it. Maybe it is us. Maybe we're just scumbags. Just, maybe we're bad guys. We're we're just not approachable people. I mean, I got rid of social media so people couldn't find me. Basically. <laughs> And I have a Twitter go. page. You can get you can get me on my Twitter, but that's about it. And people will. That's how they get your picks. Someone, 
<laughs> right. If someone needs, someone needs to get in touch with me at Sunday poor at the carbone, that's it. <laughs> Other than that, I'm off the grid. All right. Well, with that, thanks for listening to two complete jerk offs. <laughs> Talk to you for the last hour and a half. Really appreciate it. The fans know. <laughs> well, the fans are yeah. in. Fans are in. We like the fans. Oh, if you're a fan, we're not talking about you. Just no, every other. You guys are okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for the for the show for the week for Sunday Poor. Good run. We'll be back here on Monday with some more. And got anything you want to say? No, just uh, last show of February. Next time we're coming to you, <laughs> it will be March first, and uh, we will talk to you then. All right. Not bad, Ant. Yeah. One of my wife's friend's husbands like asked me to mountain bike with him because I was actually having a conversation entertaining the fact of getting a bike. And like as soon as he asked me to mountain bike, I made my decision that I wasn't getting a bike. <laughs> Just get a, a bike that can only go on like roads. Or, or just get like a or exercise a bike. Yeah. <laughs> it can't go anywhere. You I might get an exercise bike. I do kind of like the exercise bike at my gym. Yeah. Doesn't I'm like one of those weirdos. Who, I'm actually one of those weirdos who prefers working out. And I'm like Drago. What do you mean? As opposed work- in Rocky Four. Oh, you're on the gym, yeah. Yeah, give me, give yeah. me the gym all day, man. <laughs> An Thank hour, you. that's it. Exercise bike doesn't fuck with your knees? Or is there like, I don't know. This, this I think thing. everything fucks with you at some point. Like I do the elliptical almost every day because – it's the least wear and tear, but that, even that's got to do something, right? I would assume, yeah. But then yeah. they say if you sit too long, it's like smoking two packs of cigarettes. So what the fuck? Like so, something's gonna go wrong, basically, when you get yeah. older. That's what it comes down to. You can't win. <laughs> can't win. You cannot win. <laughs> see, the, see the Lady Gaga story? Uh, yeah, what with the dog walker got popped for She's dogs. She's offering a five hundred k reward for her dogs. Did the uh, did the dog worker die? I don't know. I didn't read that part. But if you're the person who like shot the dog walker and have the dogs, don't you just pretend to be the one who found the dogs now and get to 500k? They'll they'll figure it out if it's you. Worth a shot though for 500k, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you. Or do you it. turn them into somebody else. Be like, hey, say you found them. We'll split yeah. it, 250 a piece. Yeah, that's where you need you need to leave them somewhere and then have some, <laughs> somebody you know. It would be like the McDonald's uh, scam. Yeah. The Monopoly scam, basically. Is Lady Gaga a little out of touch by offering five? Like, you could have offered, like, five Gs and you'd have people looking for these things. 500K. Well, first of all, they're probably worth something. I mean, I'm sure a celebrity's dog's like hers. Like, she's a billionaire, right? Like, she's – Oh, yeah. She's filthy. So th- those are probably some serious, seriously expensive dogs, right? Were they bulldogs or something? I have no idea, but I'm sure they're purebred and whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there that is ready to take advantage of a person that wants to spend all kinds of money on an animal um, and took full advantage of Lady Gaga. French bulldogs. 
where they, they have, is there a worth? Is there a price tag on these things? No, but Danny Trejo tweeted about it. He said, so sorry to hear about your dogs, Lady Gaga. We got people out there looking for that. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. God. You guys are fucked. You guys are fucked. Oh, man. And, you better head for the border. And one what, of the what, borders. What, wait a second. All this shit is for the dogs. What happened with the person who got shot four times? Is there anything people, about People you? love dogs. Is there anything about this dog walker? Dog walkers laying there on life support. At people as there's a search party out there, they're looking for Richard Kimball. Uh, let's see, the dog walker. I'm assuming the dog walker hasn't died. I mean, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty dark if they were still focused on the. He's at the hospital. He's in stable condition. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Says Lady Gaga's dog walker would literally lay down his life for dogs he cared for. My <sighs> God, she had like secret service for these dogs, dude. Down. This guy literally took a bullet, bro. I was watching Air Force One before. Nice. When the guy at the end dives in the way of Ford, takes the bullet. That's what that's what Lady Gaga had for her dogs. That is power. I, I would I'd be impressed uh, if that article about him he would lay down his life for his for Lady Gaga's dogs. If that was like mm. from six months ago, and now he did. But it was just from today, so of course, yeah, he's got shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's no new news on the Yale murder. It's looking uh, bleaker and bleaker by the day. I mean, the guy's got to show up at some point, right? Um, I mean, you would think... But I'm telling you, if this guy gets on a plane somehow, gets overseas, that's it. I don't think you're finding him. Shit. Crazy. All right. Well. Shaves his head. Loses the glasses. Maybe does like a Pony Boy Curtis thing. Bleach blonde. Bleach blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, man. All right. Let me get this out, and uh, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. See it. All right.